One thing that is fundamental to all of life is the ability to trust. Relationships need trust. For some of us, we find it difficult to trust others because others have double-crossed us or hurt us, and we have become not that trusting of others. At the same time, finding people in our lives who are trustworthy is also a problem when not everyone has the same level of integrity as we do. All of these experiences can cause us not to trust God or even believe he exists. In the book of Revelation, the author John shares his visions of God with us, helping us understand what God is planning for the world, but more importantly, how the end of time will play out for believers. We started this series in the book of Revelation, and we've been looking at some of these visions that God gave John. One thing is for sure, God wins in the end. Believers may face challenges in the last days, but Jesus prepares us for that by going on before us. We need to trust God's plan. Revelation lays out God's plan for how things will unfold as time goes on. So let's pick up the third vision that John has in Revelation 6 and unpack what God is trying to tell us. Let's read together in Revelation chapter 6. Now I watched when the Lamb opened one of the seven seals. And I heard one of the four living creatures say with a voice like thunder, Come. And I looked, and behold, a white horse, and its rider had a bow, and a crown was given to him, and he came out conquering and to conquer. When he opened the second seal, I heard the second living creature say, Come. And out came another horse, bright red. Its rider was permitted to take peace from the earth, so that people should slay one another, and he was given a great sword. When he opened the third seal, I heard the third living creature say, Come, and I looked, and behold, a black horse, and its rider had a pair of scales in his hand, and I heard what seemed to be a voice in the midst of the four living creatures say, A quart of wheat for a denarius, and three quarts of barley for a denarius and do not harm the oil and wine. When he opened the fourth seal, I heard the voice of the fourth living creature say, Come! And I looked, and behold, a pale horse. And its rider's name was Death, and Hades followed him. And they were given authority over a fourth of the earth to kill with the sword and with famine, with pestilence, and by wild beasts of the earth. When he opened the fifth seal, I saw under the altar the souls of those who had been slain for the word of God and for the witness that they had borne. They cried out with a loud voice, O sovereign Lord, holy and true, how long before you will judge and avenge our blood on those who dwell on the earth? Then they each were given a white robe and told to rest a little while longer until the number of their fellow servants and their brothers should be completed who were to be killed as they themselves had been. When he opened the sixth seal, I looked and behold, there was a great earthquake and the sun became black as sackcloth. The full moon became like blood 
and the stars of the sky fell to the earth as the fig tree shed its winter fruit when it's shaken by a gale. The sky vanished like a scroll that had been rolled up, and every mountain and island was removed from its place. Then the kings of the earth and the great ones and the generals and the rich and the powerful and everyone, slave and free, hid themselves in caves and among the rocks of the mountains, calling to the mountains and rocks, fall on us and hide us from the face of him who is seated on the throne and from the wrath of the Lamb. For the great day of their wrath has come, who can stand? Here we see this third uh, scene in the visions that John has had. The first scene is the throne room where God is seated, and then the second one is the Lamb of God where Jesus is revealed. And this third scene just unpacks the scroll that the Lamb, Jesus, was able to open. And there are seals on this scroll, and we see that the Lamb, Jesus, is the one that is able to open the seals of the scroll. John is shown by God what is to come. In this particular vision, God reveals what's coming on the inhabitants of the earth as God's will plays out in the world. And there's a number of things that we just need to know about what God's planning so that we're prepared for him when he returns. The first thing that sort of jumps right out as we look at these six seals that were open, and that is the hardship. These six seals speak to the hardship that comes up upon humanity. It includes believers and unbelievers. It includes everyone. But what we need to realize is that the lamb is the one that is opening the seals. The hardship is under the control of Jesus. He is the one that's opening the scrolls. And this hardship is something that's a part of God's overall plan, and it does have a purpose. In the midst of all of the negative things that are laid out with these six seals, it doesn't look good. It doesn't look fun. But it's there to warn us, to let us know that these things are actually happening so that we could be encouraged and not discouraged when we actually see these things happen, so that we can actually trust God in the midst of these things happening. You see, there will be hardship, and none of us are exempt from the hardship. There are things coming on the earth that are part of God's will that will bring us to the place where we actually start to question whether God's really in control or why is God actually doing and allowing this? You see, all of this hardship is meant to help us see God in the way he is. You see, there's a tremendous meaning behind these horsemen that are represented here, the martyrs, and all of these things that are happening. So let's just unpack the meaning that is here in this vision. So there's a number of other places in Scripture where it parallels to the exact same imagery is found. One of those places is over in Zechariah chapter 6, verses 1 to 8, and then in Ezekiel 
chapter 14, verses 12 to 23. And in fact, in Ezekiel 14, 21, it's like almost a direct quote in Revelation 6. You see, we see these four horsemen and they're given colors and they're giving uh, a job or a responsibility. And the first one that's revealed is a white horse and it's given power and authority to conquer, meaning to wage conquests of battle and war. And it's pretty easy to tell that our world has all of those things that are happening now. There's conquests and war that are happening in many different areas, whether it's between nations or businesses. The second horseman is a red horse given power to create conflict by taking away peace from the earth, creating division so that people will actually kill one another. Well, that's pretty obvious that that's even happening too. We see that all around the world. The third horseman is a black horse given power to create famine and economic chaos in the world. The measuring scales that we read that this horseman is carrying uh, speaks to the famine. That's how they used uh, the analogy of famine in those days, to measure out the food. The price of wheat and barley is listed there, which is actually about 10 times the price that it was at the time, which speaks to inflation. When there's a famine and a lack of food, yes, there's inflation, and we're actually seeing inflation more and more in our day. The fourth horseman, this pale horse, is given power to kill a fourth of the earth, and you don't have to be a stranger to realize that death is rampant more now today than ever. You see, the next seal re reveals the martyrs, those who have lost their life here on earth for belief in Jesus. They stood for the truth of God and bore witness to Jesus through persecution, and they actually died for their faith. And the sixth seal reveals all the cosmic disturbances of birth pains, the groaning of creation. You see, all of those things are meant to reveal the things that are happening in this world now. And we can see these things happening. And this leads us to the third thing that just really points out to us is that there's a timing to all of this. You see, all of these hardships have been happening in varying degrees throughout time. But as the end of time draws closer, the severity and the size and the globalization of them will intensify. God is telling us this ahead of time. And it's not just for believers, it's for all the inhabitants of the earth. And the result for all of us is that for believers, this is going to test our faith. Your faith is going to be tested during all of this time. Now you might say, well, why does God need to test my faith? Well, he wants your faith to be pure. You see, for believers, this will actually sanctify our faith. It will set our faith apart and as believers, we need to understand the dual role of these calamities so that they can accept, so that we can accept them in a positive manner as tools of sanctification, yet also realizing that these same trials are meant to punish those who are unbelievers who 
don't repent. You see, for unbelievers, all of these calamities, the conquering, the battles, the war, the, the, the loss of peace and, and the famine and all of these things are meant to lead people to repentance. And for unbelievers who won't repent, it's the beginning of judgment. And it will cause everyone to fear God. People will actually run to, to, to run from God and to hide from God. And it's going to show up in so many ways, which we actually see today, where people deny God, where people are actually rebellious to God. And people fear God, fear that it is actually going to play out like this. And they don't have a relationship with him. You see, in the midst of all of this as a believer, we need so desperately to trust Jesus. And for some of us, this is actually hard because we have a problem trusting people. But this lamb that was able to open these scrolls and is in control of all of these things that are happening, he does have a plan. He has a plan and he's just working out his plan. May all of us today put our trust in Jesus, to trust him for what he is planning and that he is Lord over all of the things that are happening. And when we look at things like uh, economic inflation or when we look at things like famine or division within our families or all of these things that these horsemen speak to, and remember the horsemen are just symbols of what God is allowing to play out in our world. You see, God deeply cares for our world. He deeply cares for you. And as he's giving these visions to John, he is telling John what is about to come. And we need to be prepared as we, as we look at the timing of this, as we look at the result as a believer or as an unbeliever that God's trying to accomplish in our lives and that we would understand that these things are being allowed by God. The hardships are being allowed by God to bring us to this place of repentance, to purify our faith, to allow us to reflect him. But if we don't and we deny him and start not trusting him, then that won't go well for those of us who call ourselves believers. You see, today is the day when we need to be prepared for when Jesus returns. Jesus is planning to return. And when he comes, he is coming. And we're going to talk about this as we continue through the book of Revelation. He is coming to bring judgment on this world. And as the martyrs said, to avenge those that have killed, persecuted his own people. So may we take this vision that John sees as a warning. May we, may we take it with seriousness that what God has said, God will also perform as he is faithful to do what he says he will do. And may all of us who have faith in Jesus not lose our faith or not uh, set our faith to the side in times of hardship. But may we press in to know him and may we 
trust him and fear him and know that he is still in control over all things. If you've never put your trust in Jesus, if you've never uh, confessed your faith in Jesus, then this would be a good time to do that. And all you need to do is tell Jesus that you believe in him and that you love him and that you care for him and that you're willing to follow him wherever he would lead you till the end of time. And for some of us, that might mean going through very many of the difficulties that this vision lays out, the hardships that are there. May it not be so, but if it is so, may we have the faith to trust God in the midst of those things. Let me pray for you as we discuss and give God the right to take us through hardship, but still be with us in the hardship. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you so much that you tell us these things ahead of time, that you prepare us for what's coming. Lord, I pray today as we talk about this vision that John has given us about hardships here on this earth, things that challenge us to trust you. Lord, I pray that we would put our faith in you, that we would trust you through all of these things that are coming. And Lord, that we would not be distracted by these things, that we would not lose faith or lose hope in the midst of these things, in the midst of famine or economic hurt or inflation or people causing division around us or killing or conquering or wars, things that really divide humanity. Lord, I pray in the midst of all of this that we would be able to wrap our heads around how you are working your will together in all of this. And Lord, that in the midst of us trusting you, that we would fear you and that we would know that you are real and that you are coming again. And you want people to be repentant of the things that they have done where they have not acknowledged you. So Lord, have mercy on us, have, have patience with us, and reveal yourself to us. And we pray all of this in the name of your Son, Jesus. Amen.